Welcome to GB Talks, hosted by me, George Bamford, founder of Bamford Watch Department and Bamford London. I'm a watch nerd at heart, and throughout my life and career, I've been lucky to come across and also work with many wonderful watchers. In this podcast series, I'm going to explore what I call oddball watches, the weird, the wonderful watches, which inspire us and push the boundaries of the watch world. I'm chatting with some amazing people throughout the series about the world of watches and what may have made their eyebrows rise or their heart beat a little bit faster and make them smile. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if there is ever any watch you would like me or my guests to discuss, please do get in touch. Thank you. Now we're in for the ultimate treat here at GB Talks. We have got Romain Marietta. Product Development and Heritage Director at Zenith. This is going to be an absolute treat for all of us to hear what he is going to say. What watch would you like to talk about today as an oddball watch? What would be your, what's the watch that you kind of go, actually, this is such a cool design. What would be that watch? Uh, If I have to talk about the Zenith watch, I would go for the, the time command. Uh, definitely, because I want to talk about the yes. yes. If you want me to yes. talk about any oddball watches uh, on the market right now, I have plenty of other uh, uh, suggestions because I have been also uh, quite, uh, I would say, impacted by a lot of them. Uh, started by the the Antiqua from Vianney Alter back in 1998 when I first, I would say that was my first uh, smash into uh, watchmaking design uh, at that time. I mean, uh, was not even really aware about watches, but I, I remember that I first saw this this crazy uh, Jules Verne uh, uh, look-alike watch uh, with this, this design, this incredible uh, uh, perpetual calendar design. Well, you know, when you say the Zenith Future Time Command, I, for me, I I love this watch. I'm so pleased that you want to talk about this watch, and it's Zenith. So for me, that's even cooler. Um, but what what draws you to Especially the design, because I'm, I'm a huge fan of the design from the 70s. I think it was one of the, uh, the most uh, craziest, innovative um, design period. And uh, this one has these 70s vibes, touch that I just love. Uh, maybe because I haven't had the chance to, to leave the, the 70s. I'm a, I'm a guy from, uh, from the 80s. I was born in 1982, so I haven't had the chance to, to live during this, uh, this era, this, uh, this crazy era of... Uh, of freedom, of uh, uh, yeah, open, open, open mind things to uh, to uh, to uh, different um, different um, industries and uh, and this watch for me represents a, a cool a cool side also of, of uh, the Zenith era because uh, we, we know that we have had uh, some up and downs with the uh, with the with the, the history of the brand. I mean, this watch just came out right after the the launch of the El Primero in 1969. It's just oh, wow. uh, coming from the the mid the mid seventies, uh, so it was when the, the the company has been bought back by the, the the American company, the Zenith Radio Corporation. So it's yeah, it's it's part of the history and, and it, it's a quartz. I know it's a quartz. I know it sounds strange that I'm I'm selecting a quartz uh, movement, but as I said, it's it's an in-house quartz that we have been developing uh, in uh, in the lock, even if the ID came from a. Uh, from the American market and from the the America uh, uh, the America team at that time and the, the radio uh, the Zenith Radio Corporation, 
but at least the movement was designed and developed uh, in-house as a quartz. And it's a fucking cool watch because you know what? It's it's a it's a time a time only at the at the very uh, first glimpse or first glance when you see it. But then if you pay good attention to it, then it's a complete world timer with the indication of the small second, with the day and night indication uh, in a digital uh, LED uh, square at the top uh, down of the, of the of this rectangular shape case. And I think it's, uh, it's just cool. Uh, we did several variations of this watch at that time in the 70s. But the one that I selected is the, the square one with the asymmetric pushers. And um, yeah, it really represents also the yeah the seventies era. And and honestly, it's uh, so if cool. You, if it's strange that I, if I would say that, but if you look at the the Apple Watch, this this watch had already the spirit of the Apple Watch, uh, like a rectangular uh, square case uh, with a lot of uh, technicals uh, stuff inside with different indications. So I think it was the, the beginning of all of so of the of the smartwatch. And and at least we did one with Zenit, so it's uh, it's cool. It is so amazing, and I, I, I'm falling in love with it. The more you are telling about it, what color dial? Because um, I bet you've got this watch. So, what color dial have you got in this watch, and which color dial? You know, what what was the thing that draw drew you to the color of this dial? I first I first bought the watch uh, from a friend of mine in uh, in the UK. Um, uh, the, the the watch was equipped with the silver uh, sunray dial, which is the most oh, wow. uh, common one. But yeah. uh, then I just uh, made the shipment coming over here in uh, in Le Locle, and then I've been uh, running through the archives at the customer service, and I found uh, uh, some other dials that we still have in stock. And I, what? I found a, a, a cool I, I found a cool gradient blue sunray dial that was not that much commercialized, and I flipped the dial. So I'm, I have the I have a one that is not that common. And uh, the the dial that we have are, I mean, remained just in touch since the, since the seventies. So I've been able to to replace the the hands and the dial. Uh, no the only way. problem with this watch is the quartz. I mean, the quartz is a, I mean, is is very, I would say, um, hungry in a, in energy, and uh, and you have to to switch the battery like all all almost uh, each two or three months. It's got two batteries in the back of it, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, you have to. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to put two batteries. Wow. But I mean, since the since the quads are quite old, uh, uh, yeah, for the time being, I mean, it's impossible to replace. We don't have any uh, uh, quartz movement anymore at the manufacturer, so we can't really flip the movement and exchange it. So um, if we would really this one to uh, run like uh, like it uh, like it was supposed to be in the seventies, we would probably need to do a revival. Uh, that's honestly an idea that we had. Huh? You've done some other amazing revivals. So I think, you know, this this would have my vote. Even that, um, the glass is kind of an unusual glass on this watch, isn't it? It has this uh, kind of, um, of domed um, sapphire square, a rectangle. Uh, it's a plastic, uh, it's, a, it's a plexiglass. But even oh, though uh, it's, it's kind of uh, interesting to see that they have been able also to Create this kind of uh, of uh, yeah, plexiglass domed, uh, which are ended at the at the end of the case, and the case is not fully uh, uh, finished. As I would say, it's it's open on the on the twelve hour side of the of the movement. It's kind of cool, and the bracelet also is very comfortable. You still have this kind of uh, Gefrer uh, folding clasp that we used to have in the past. It's an articulated uh, bracelet 
made very uh, smartly, I would say, uh, if you pay uh, good attention to it. Each link are uh, linked together with just only one small plate and there are some hidden screws so you don't see any screws. So the way they were just building the, the metal bracelet at that time was also kind of sick. The bracelet, I'm, I'm just whilst talking to you, I'm Googling the bracelet on this and I cannot believe it. You're totally right. It's a beautiful design on that bracelet. Uh, today's manufacturing of this bracelet would, I, I believe, cost an absolute fortune. We had several um, yeah, bracelets like this, uh, even on some El Primeros and some uh, pre-El uh, Primero model. Uh, we have been studying them to, um, yeah, to do some revival or to do uh, some uh, recreation. But uh, as you said, I mean, I mean, the, the, the costing of recreating this kind of bracelet would be uh, totally uh, insane. Uh, at that time, at that time, I don't know how, how really they, they made the deal because uh, I can't imagine they were really creating tons and tons of, uh, of uh, watches like this. But they have been able to, uh, to reduce the cost. I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's, very, uh, it's very interesting to see it. And I love that you picked a quartz movement watch, because for me, when I look at a quartz movement watch, I feel like quartz is such a kind of, people turn their noses up at quartz, but quartz is such a, you know, it, it almost decimated the watch world. And, you know, for Zenith to come out with a quartz watch, I think is such a cool thing. You know, there is some iconic quartz watches like the Beta 21 series of watches that, you know, have that kind of, um, reaction to the uh to the quartz movement and i i love that you've chosen this what does quartz mean to you uh, don't get me wrong I, I mean i'm of course uh, uh, a huge fan of mechanical uh, uh movement especially the el primero and all the things that we are creating and also from the other uh, watchmakers i'm a passionate guy from about the the the, the wheels and gear trains and stuff but it's part of our uh, power of part of our history part of our dna so uh, i mean we don't want to escape from this. And I think that the, the fact which is cool here is that it's an in-house quartz, uh, which, 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 which is really the, the also the clue or the proof that Zenith has been also uh, uh, quite innovating in that field. Uh, we yeah. were also part of the development of the, the Beta 21, you know, uh, back in the 60s. Uh, we were also one of the brand uh, developing this, uh, this, uh, this very first quartz. So it's interesting. And... It's linked to the to the to the history of the El Primero, which came uh, came uh, out on the uh, to the world in 1969 when the first quartz came also, and then it was complete. I mean, we have been uh, struck by this uh, quartz crisis, so it's part of our DNA. Uh, so for me, it's just uh, that Zenith is also linked to quartz, uh, and, and we assume this uh, this uh, this fact. So that's why I'm I'm picking this. Uh, this old ball watch just because of the design also, which is very cool. And when you put it on your wrist, what's Cause when I talk about oddball watches, it, I, I, it seems like the reoccurrence uh, of conversation with all the people that we've been talking to, it is that reaction on your wrist. It's the reaction from other people to you wearing that watch, uh, almost the shock and awe of kind of like, Oh my God, you're wearing, wearing that or, the kind of inqu inquisitive mind of someone. Have you found that yet with this watch? And, you know, have you worn it at the office? Have people kind of gone, oh my God, we should make that again type thing? Yeah, <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I got it from UK and then I, I brought it to the manufacturer and I put it on my wrist, I show it to Julien, I remember, and he was like, 
you, the, the, the guard of the temple of the product of our uh, manufacturer product, you're wearing a, a quartz. What's this brand? Like, uh, is it the Seiko or whatever? And then I said, no, look, uh, Julien, pay attention. It's Zenith. And uh, directly, we just uh, yeah, talk about the history and the fact that, I mean, it's, it's part of our DNA. Uh, people are mostly shocked because uh, normally I'm I'm I'm, I, I'm assuming that I will I need to be the the guy who is representing the brand with a with our current collection or maybe with a vintage uh, El Primero on my wrist. So when they they look at me, they were like, I mean, are you crazy about this one? But since it's a Zenith and that they pay attention to all the details, it's also the same with each and every model that we have. If you pay attention and you are I mean, digging into the history and how and why we did it, I mean, uh, it's crystal clear. So um, first reaction, like, as you said, uh, oh, my God, what's this? And then, ah, it's, uh, it's a Zenith. Um, why not? And um, then I, show, I showed also an advertising from the 70s that we did at Zenith, and we found it in an archive with, with a guy explaining the watch, coming back from a trip from, um, from Shanghai and explaining the the world timer function of this watch, uh, the, the, the advertising seems so old fashioned now because he's explaining the watch to a, to a girl and she's like, wow, what's this watch? Can you do it again, the function so I can see? Uh, so it, it seems completely ridiculous now, but uh, at that time it was a complete user manual in one hat, like a three minutes hat. Uh, oh, no way. TV, uh, like TV format that we found in the, in our archive. So, this watch was uh, was also an avant-garde um, marketing uh, uh, support for our communication in the 70s. So it's uh, it's really cool. I like all the product at Zenith. If you dig, if you dig, you find some uh, cool stories. There is some amazing stories. Um, now on the ad, was it the Zenith logo we know, or was it the Zenith uh, radio company? Because I know that there was a, a change in uh, logo at that time and. What do you remember? What the advert um, did it use? Uh, what type of advert uh, logo was it? Yeah, definitely, it's not the logo that we know uh, uh, nowadays. But it, it it was already the star, but the one with the the four uh, branch uh, star. You know, the one that we also find in some of the the vintage ones. So uh, it's it's also um, one logo that we are also uh, taking some inspiration from. You know. Uh, George, with the future development, you will be uh, you will be quite surprised when we were we are talking about now uh, uh, doing a launch at the end of the year in uh, in the DeFi collection, and basically we took our inspiration for for a specific pattern on the dial, inspired from this logo. So there's always some uh, very good uh, inspiration you can find in the archives and in the uh, in different uh, type of uh, of era and periods, and uh, definitely we will use this old logo of uh, of the star. It's still a star. It's not the one that we know uh, with the five uh, five branch nowadays, but it was this one. And also the it it was a joint venture of development with be I mean together with uh, and between uh, the Zenith Radio Corporation and uh, and Zenith here in the log. The guys in the log were doing the the mechanical stuff, the quad stuff, and uh, the others were doing the ads. It's 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 absolutely amazing to to see that now. I know this sounds strange, but if I saw this on your wrist, I would think it was a prototype of a future product because normally I see the prototype 
on your wrist when when we've uh, been in lockdown or any other time uh, and uh, we've been doing teams meetings or when i see you face to face you always have a prototype on your wrist and if i saw this on your wrist i would be like it's a prototype and i'd probably be a bit worried about asking you about it because <laughs> most of the time you go you you go don't talk about it but this this watch uh, if i'd seen it on your wrist i would be like wow I want to know more. And I think I probably would have stolen yeah. off your wrist and had a look at it. That, that for me is one of those kind of things is this watch is already putting me down a rabbit warren. Whilst we're talking now, I'm going down this rabbit hole of, of I'm on every Google page whilst talking to you. Where is it available? What is it available? The, the different dial colors, because it came with a white dial and the blue that you said, and there was a black dial as well. And there was that blue dial yeah, that, that had a beautiful kind of like, um, and that's the one you've got. And I, good God, I'd love to be in your part, the parts department or the service department, go through some of the things there. If you've got things like this that are sitting there, there's blue dial. But it, it kind of, because it's a sector dial, that it's got, it's cut up into four sect, sections. It almost seems like the blue is kind of iridescently going around those four sectors. Is that how it looks or it has this uh, very uh, nice reflection as soon as you uh, you move it when you have it in hands it's the kind of a sector dial uh, kind of sector dial uh, with this um, iridescence and gradient blue uh, which is kind of cool with this uh, quartz marking naming bam directly on the dial uh, it's not even mentioned zenith the zenith uh, branding it's uh, directly on the case which is quite uh, unusual and uncommon i mean we wouldn't we wouldn't do this kind of stuff uh, nowadays, that's for sure. It's not representing the the, the dial manufacturing uh, properly, I would say. Uh, but it's, uh, it's kind of cool. And I remember there's so many different dials that I've seen. Uh, also a ruby one gradient with a, with gold uh, gold-plated index, which is also... Yes. Because I assume yeah. that there were also some gold-plated version of this one, you know. Yeah, and, and and you know, of course, I, I like to I, I like things in black. So I'd probably uh, I probably would have done it in black because I think that would have been just so so me. But I think this watch is so cool. I'm so pleased that you you said let's talk about this watch because I was just like, it is a zenith. It is unusual. It is something that I call an unsung hero because it is an informed quite a lot of watch design. I could even say to you is. Some some designs that have come out there now, they probably won't admit that they're inspired by this watch. But you look at some of the even the you say plexiglass the the um, the plexiglass design the case design seems like it really has influenced quite a few watches. I don't know if you you agree with me on this. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I look at this watch, I, I have plenty of ideas of. Uh, not redesigning, but maybe do some reinterpretation. Uh, I mean, as I said, I mean, we as soon as I, I brought this watch uh, to the to the office, I mean, we started talking about creating maybe a revival. Uh, is it a full quartz? Is it a mecha quartz? Is it a full uh, a full mechanical movement? Um, we we also exchange with uh, different. Uh, uh, watchmakers, very well-known watchmakers, which are also fan of the 70s, that, which I maybe don't need to mention because maybe you you can point uh, which one I'm talking and, and you know that I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of his work. And I know that he's also, uh, he also bought this watch and it gave also him a lot of inspiration about the 
this 70s design and and his approach of the design so we we had a chat around this watch to um to uh, maybe work around it or i don't know if, it, if something will happen one day or, or not i mean at least we are studying the the, the project um we have so many things in the pipeline nothing has to be uh, put on the side i mean uh, put a lot of things in the pipeline let's see if we have time to develop everything uh, at least at the end if we end with something cool it will surprise the people but definitely this uh, this uh, this watch is a great source of inspiration in terms of uh, of design i would really uh, would, i would really see a full mechanical watch with different uh, you know displays on the on the on the square where you have the timing i mean the, the the hours and minutes and then you have this little square which is uh, completely analogic uh, we can imagine a lot of things mechanical in there uh, yeah plenty of um, ideas and inspiration about this one it's absolutely it, it and you know i could even see um kind of almost a digital version uh you know as you said uh, right at the beginning you said uh you know it could be like an apple watch today i i think that y this is it could be that you know if i looked at the design today i would probably say that it would be amazing to have fit almost the um a, an interface on that top bit and then that little dial that sorry the little square dial became almost um like a, an old-fashioned clock uh, or a proper mechanical watch, yeah. and it, it could be the reverse of it, almost that kind of, you know, here here is a, a two-handed uh, watch, and then uh, and you've kind of totally changed it around. I, I, for me, this is such a joy to see this watch, and and how really, as you're right, you know, there has been so many wa watches and manufacturers that you and I know have have kind of been inspired by this, but also. I think there's so many cool things that could come out of it. It it really is a, a you know future looking watch um, that was done in kind of a, a very odd time. Absolutely, I couldn't be more agree. You know, from the design to the bracelet to the case. Now, how does it feel when you put it on the wrist? Would it be? Would you say today? If I because I I can get the design aspect from you. Would you? Would you like it in that size, or do you think it would it would have to be bigger? Or you know, if if you reinterpreted it for today's market, would you make it bigger? Would what would you do? Uh, you know how respectful we are uh, at Zenith uh, about uh, our creation from the past. But honestly, I mean, I'm, I have it on my wrist right right now. Uh, honestly, the size is perfect. I mean, at least for my wrist, and I, I don't have like a, a big wrist. I have a, a normal wrist. But honestly, the proportion are very good. I mean, and the bracelet sits very well on the on the wrist. The bracelet doesn't hurt you, doesn't just uh, um, cut all your your air, air mm. off. I would say. I mean, it doesn't peel you off with the skins. Um, oh, perfect! Sits perfectly on the on, on the on the on the wrist. And I, I would be I would be really respectful for the for the for the proportion. I'm not saying that we would not touch anything, but honestly, here it's already uh, it's already good. Maybe the it depends. It depends if you if you're going if you do a revival, if you go old quartz, if you go mecha quartz, mechanical. Maybe you would need more space to uh, to add a specific movement in it. So there's a lot of uh, maybe constraint or uh, or things to take into account. But I would probably uh, try to stay as 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 true as possible to the to the size of this one. 
it's it's amazing. I'm I'm looking at a teardown of of, of the actual um, watch, and it's amazing what went into it on engineering sides. And I'm sure when you uh, got it into uh, into Zenith and had a look at it, I, you know the actual manufacturing of it today. If you manufactured it in this way, you know there's quite a lot of um, what I I'd probably say is high uh, cost pieces to create for this. Would you agree on that? Definitely, definitely would be a, it would be a kind of a highly cost, uh, highly cost uh, development. That's for sure. Depends on what the the engine you want to put in it. But uh, and I mean, the 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 the, the main, the most important uh, uh, variant of the of the of this uh, development would be the the quantity. Uh, if it's uh, something you can live with. Uh, I mean, it's impossible to recreate only a, a one shot of 200 pieces. You would have need to go. I mean, you, you definitely need to uh, to produce at least a thousand or two thousands uh, just to enter in your cast. I mean, it's it's, it's it, would be, it would be crazy or insane to uh, uh, to dig in this uh, this project just to do a one shot or to to recreate something with less than a thousand pieces. As you said, all the different components. If you want to recreate ha- as they are, and if you want to improve them, especially um. I'm thinking maybe about the, I mean the the plexiglass. If you want to to uh, to add the, the the fact that it's a sapphire, it would cost like it would be a completely sick to recreate this one. Well, look, it's it's amazing that you brought something um, to GB uh, talks that is something that has blown my mind. It's made me go on an absolute uh, discovery mission. Um, I think that I'm going to be spending the weekend uh, looking into this watch and studying more about it. I'm sure that most of the people that listen to this will be exactly the same. Um, Roma, I would love if this would be okay for you to come on again and talk about another one of your watches uh, that you like and something that has inspired you, but something that I would call an oddball watch. Uh, because I, I I love your take on it, and also love that you you talk in in the way of design, and and that's something that is such a different aspect for us here at GB Talks. I would be more than pleased to uh, to join once again to talk about any oddball watches you want. Well, Roma, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks thanks to you. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for talking to us. And thank you to our producer, Darren Michael. Listen here for more to come.